0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Informal Education Podcast. I know it's been kind of a while since I posted one, but just with school and a bunch of other things, I've been pretty busy recently. Uh, I really liked how this one turned out. I know it was a bit on the shorter side, but uh, give it a listen, and as always, give me any and all feedback that you may have. Thanks. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode six of the Informal Education Podcast. Today, I'm joined with my friend, Chloe. Chloe, how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm I'm doing pretty good. I mean, as I I guess as well as I can be. What what have you been up to? I uh, I mean, it's been almost what? A year of quarantine. How are you holding up?
1: I'm, you know, ups and downs for everyone, but um spending most of my time baking, you know, schoolwork and also a lot of anime, honestly. Too much anime.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of relatable. Uh Baking, you've been baking for for forever. I mean, I remember, yeah, like back in the day, you were you would always post on your story, like, "Who wants one of these? I'm bringing, I'm bringing them out."
1: Yeah, exactly. I I do a lot of baking, but honestly, a lot less now because I honestly do baking to give them out to people. It makes me happy to you know have people eat my food and enjoy it. But now since you know COVID and all, you can't really deliver food to other people's houses, so been doing a lot less, but. Recently I've been getting more into it, you know, giving it to my sister. And yeah, it's been great.
0: You're like sucrose Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Baking is like kind of intimidating because with cooking, it's like I don't know, cooking, it's like you can you can work with what you have, but baking, it's like any mistake you make and everything is just gone.
1: Right? Yeah, Isn't it's it a like, little bit like chemistry. Like science, and it's yeah. honestly yeah, it is. And it, that's what's exciting for me. It's like the measurements and the weights and the and the ratios. Honestly, stoichiometry helped a lot. You know, in, in uh, grade 11 science, chemistry, it helped a lot. Stoichiometry. Yeah, um, 100% of grade thinking, 11 yeah.
0: chemistry. 100% of that course.
1: <laughs> for the people who did, they would Chem- know. Stoic was the worst unit though.
0: Chemistry is just too frightening for me. I don't know. The last like chemistry or biology I did was in grade 10, like culminative science (laughs) and then I did physics because like physics is I don't don't know I I like physics because it's more mathy and it's more I don't know
1: yeah yeah because I mean physics for me yeah sorry physics for me was hard like I I took two grades grade 11 and grade 12 that was so hard Fedor was very grueling on me
0: but we know I had I had the blessed teacher you know
1: Oh, my God. You're so, so blessed. I
0: was so pampered. Too
1: blessed. Oh, you, my God. You were.
0: You moved to uh, Canada, back to Canada in grade nine, right?
1: Yeah. I was born in Calgary, Alberta. And wow. then I... Whoa. whoa yeah. Pause.
0: I did not know that. You're from Calgary?
1: Oh, yeah. I know. Out of all places. My parents had to immigrate there? to Calgary. I was there for, you know one to two my sister uh went to high school there and then she she graduated and then got into Simon Fraser in BC so then we moved to BC with her so I think I moved to BC when I was three so I don't have much memory about Calgary but uh it was it was I just know it was cold it was very cold I was born in May and my parents tell me it was hey
0: I'm also born in May yes wait what day (laughs) hey Uh, May 30th. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. So right on the cusp. Actually, May is the 31st month, right?
1: Yes. Can't even remember.
0: All right. Uh, (laughs) So wait, okay. So born in Calgary, moved to BC. How long were you in BC?
1: I was there for, you know, a year, and then I moved back to China to start, you know, elementary school, and then spent most of my life there, but still would visit BC in the summers. Um... But yeah, I spent most of my life in China just with family and all. And then I moved here uh, in grade nine. And it was a big cultural shock.
0: Did you go to an English-speaking school in China?
1: Um, I did go to an English-speaking school in grade six. So I started to speak English on a day-to-day basis starting in grade six.
0: Okay, where in China, if you don't mind?
1: South, southern China, close to Hong Kong. Uh, it's called Guangzhou, and uh, most people wouldn't know it. It's a pretty small city, but it's underground. Absolutely China. Beautiful. Um, you guys will get on it's that near the port. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, yeah, it's underground. Uh, so okay, and then you, so you moved to Toronto in grade nine, and you would never like lived here before. Was I have you had you ever even been in the city before?
1: Actually, I did visit my sister because she moved here to work. Uh, at an accounting firm and then we would visit her um, over the summers we would live downtown and I was always so amazed by downtown like I'd walk down Bay Street and I would be like this is the place I want to work this is the place I want to live like I I felt so I don't know starstruck by the city yeah connected by the city too like I would spend hours just walking around like I would walk on Queens and and you know see the hippies and I would be like this is, this is so cool. Like, I want to live here. So it's always been a dream to like live in Toronto, like downtown Toronto.
0: Yeah, downtown Toronto, it definitely has like those places that, that look really nice. I mean, you see all these videos everywhere, people in their, in their high rises right by the CN Tower. I mean, I still know it a lot because I, I work in downtown, or I volunteered there a lot uh, mm-hmm. in the last few years. And i I, uh, I volunteered at a ymca in downtown and it was right by it was on bay and and uh i forget the street but there were so many crackheads like it was ridiculous <laughs> it was like the there most were those dirty part dirty part of yeah. town i've ever seen
1: yeah i would all i would remember wandering down there and and just like being so like oh my god i am in the wrong neighborhood <laughs> <laughs>
0: You mentioned a a cultural shock. You want to elaborate on that?
1: Well, I mean, it's, you know, from China and then suddenly here. And it was, you know, the language they speak, the lingo. And it was also the uh, sudden shock of of, I'm a different race. I am different. You know, it, it was I spent most of my life just around Chinese people, you know, don't really see a lot of different, different colored people until I like went to an international school. But um, at the international school, I would treat everyone equally because they were just, you know, classmates and there's nothing, nothing bizarre about that. But I, when I moved here, it was, people were looking at me like I was an alien. Like there was like that grade nine day where it was like, introduce yourself. What school did you come from? And and God, I dreaded that so much because I remember the first time I introduced myself, I said, "Hey, my name's Chloe. I just moved here from China, and I went to the international school, the American International School of of Guangzhou." And people were like, "Where's that? Is that in Africa? And and uh, how do you speak English so well? Why do you why do you not have an accent?" And no, I, I was just, comment. I just yeah, I just I was just you know run over by all these questions with like people were crowding over me and hovering over me just asking all these questions and I was like oh my god like shit like okay and then I had to do that for all of the nine classes and it was the same questions over and over again like even teachers would say like oh you don't have an accent you speak English so well and it's like
0: little do they know she's from Calgary
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly like I'm Canadian but it it was that was the biggest shock you know how different I was treated I mean, Even all, by, like, friends.
0: In all fairness, I mean, obviously, we know Canada to be, like, a, such a culturally, you know, diverse place, but it just so happens that our area and maybe the school we go to maybe doesn't, doesn't show that all, all that well, you know, because of... Yeah,
1: no. I we, we do go to a predominant, yeah, we, we do go to a predominantly white school, so.
0: I mean, that must have been Uh, because I personally have never, I had that, I had an experience like that, but I was five. So it was was like, (laughs) I was just crying because I couldn't ask for the right toys, like properly. I I, I vividly remember that, like absolutely vividly remember that. But I mean, I guess being what, 14 and going from a completely different country to Mm -hmm. a place, especially a place like Canada, because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but China is very much Chinese, like unlike you know, (laughs) I mean, most places in the world other than (laughs) North America are very much the place that they are. Like the the ethnicity is predominantly people of that of that country. Whereas here, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Like it's a complete mix. Yeah. Yeah. Which
1: is a good thing. For sure. Obviously. But yeah.
0: And uh, so how did that get how did that get better over the years? I mean you just started to um, blend in more. You made yourself at home again, I guess.
1: Yeah. I, I I guess it's like the little neighborhood we have, like all just know me as the as the girl that moved here in grade nine from China. And they all got pretty comfortable and, and there wasn't really a cultural like like a language barrier, which was nice because if I did have an accent, I feel like people wouldn't treat me as as normally as they would because i i'm aware that i don't really have an accent so i think that really allowed me to become friends with a lot of people and also a lot of people in this neighborhood is very well educated and they're they're coming from from good households so it's most of the time most of the people i meet they're not just straight up racist even though they might have like some back like you know (laughs) undertones it's, it's okay, like I just let that slide and, and look forward.
0: What, what did you first notice about, about people here uh, that that was different from people back home? Like a, a, a character trait that you saw was like completely different about uh, Canadians as opposed to the citizens of China. I would I say,
1: I honestly would say how how much people use their voices. You know, they, they speak up about anything and everything. Uh, and that is that is really different from China, because in, in China, we're taught to kind of like, you know, bury your head in the books and, and you know, don't cause trouble. Stay out of trouble. Um, if you have an opinion, just speak it to your closest friends. Don't broadcast it. You know, don't don't be controversial, you know, and and it, it really was really apparent. Uh, during like the Black Lives Matter movement and, uh, and also like the LGBTQ things. And um, to me, it was really shocking because it was like, that is really controversial or like uh, what I thought it was controversial. And, you know, I was scared that, you know, pe- I would get backlash or people would get backlash, but no, you know, people here, they are not scared of using their voices. And I, I really admire that. And I'm slowly learning to become more like, these Canadians
0: yeah I I agree I mean coming from a country where speaking like even like remotely poorly about a government figure or anything of the sort will land you straight into maximum security prison Uh, (laughs) yeah
1: that's that's what the rumors say seeing like
0: seeing uh seeing a Stephen Colbert or just any cliche token late night host come on every single night with new material about the president or the government or stuff like that it's definitely weird because that's just not a thing in plenty of other countries it's it's very very modern i'd say
1: yeah you're you're completely right
0: you visit you visit uh china pretty often i feel like right oh
1: yeah i do because i have family there um actually most of my family's there and I really do miss it and i go back and i just feel a sense of i'm home i'm finally home and I, I i breathe the air and it's it is so humid there like if you have a humid humid you know tester things it says it's like 90 percent humidity and i love the smell of that it's it's just nice and tropical that's 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 how i would describe it
0: you told me that uh when you would go back there, maybe you would you would uh, speak about political issues regarding China to your your friends outside, and then how how did they react to that?
1: They would shut me up. They I, I was speaking to this this guy on, on the cab, and it was something a, a political thing about China that I heard in Western media, and I wanted to confirm with them, and he was like, "Shh, shh stop." we'll talk about this when we're home um not not here not now and I don't know if he was joking because he's kind of that like you know jokester type of person but he genuinely looked kind of scared and that scared me too wow yeah I mean
0: yeah I mean that's got to be a little scary it's like everywhere you go there could be there could be people listening in I mean you never know Uh, yeah like
1: the phones anything
0: Now getting into kind of the current event or the, the more important issues that have been uh, arising within the Asian American community, Asian Canadian, is that a thing? Yeah.
1: You Uh, consider yourself an Asian Canadian. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: So, I mean, we've all seen the the news and maybe not all of us, honestly, because I feel like we don't see it enough or hear about it enough, but the hate crimes against, against, Asian Americans now, as a result of the coronavirus and you know rising tensions, uh, what are you? What are your kind of preliminary thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, you said something about um, we're not seeing enough, and not a lot of people is like aware that there are these these crimes against uh, Asian Canadians, Asian Americans, and that is very true. Like the the mass media does not really cover. Um, racism against, against Asians. And it's honestly because uh, I was saying something in the past about how we're taught to just be quiet. Don't, don't, don't make a fuss about anything. It's honestly because I, I feel like, you know, Asian Americans, Asian Canadians, we're, we're, we don't want to make a big thing. And I actually read this article saying about how um, the Asian community is labeled as a, as a model, model minority group. And uh, something about that—we're we're seen as a group that is politically ne- politically neutral, and uh, we don't cause that much trouble. And and you know, it is it is true, you know, in in a way. But I, I feel like I've I feel like it's like uh, it's time for us to to you know stop hiding, you know, it's it's time for us to step out of the shadows and kind of learn from the the black community and, and stand up and talk and, and speak you know we're in a different country we're in America we're in North America like we have power in our voices we can unite no matter how small we, we may think we are we can unite as a group and we can speak on issues and it's going to cause change like the the black lives matter community it's it's crazy how much change they they're, they're they're pulling through and I feel like the same can be done with the Asian community if we have allies you know black people white people like anyone I don't care who who you identify as what group you're from like racism is racism and if you come together and we fight this together we will slowly move towards like more peaceful and that's honestly just all I want you know, stop pointing fingers and, and go through this pandemic. Like a pandemic is hard for everyone. And racism isn't helping at all. I agree. That's yeah.
0: I mean, how many kind of how many through, how many videos can we see of uh predominantly it seems like uh elderly Asian people in the United States being pushed, being stabbed, being having things uh, yeah. thrown at them. Um I mean it just it doesn't make sense why, why that's not as big as some other things. I, I mean, it seems like, I, I don't know. I don't think this is necessarily a controversial statement, but um, I mean, we were talking about it beforehand that until this becomes kind of a trendy thing, maybe it'll just never be <laughs> as big as, as some of the other issues. I mean, I, it seems like that's what it takes nowadays to get, to get news around and to get to, to rally people up is to just, you know.
1: Yeah, for for sure. Like, like put it on an Instagram post, put some colors on it, put some infographic on it. Come on, make it a big thing, you know, post it around, make it trendy. So, so, you know, more teenagers are posting on their Instagram. It it helps. It really does. It raises awareness. And, and, you know, sometimes those infographics might not be most well-rounded information you're going to get, but at least it, it, you know, allows people to be aware and then later on, you know, read the news, do some more research by themselves. And and, and it really does help, like becoming trendy, like the Black Lives Matter movement and, and other movements and like, you know, politics in, in, in America, it really does help. So I think, you know, make an infographic post on Instagram.
0: It really does seem like it should be big like bigger news like i feel like this is really important i mean i have a a little excerpt from an article here among three among recent incidents in january an 84 year old thai american man was brutally shoved in san francisco and later died that same month police in oakland california said a young man shoved three elderly people to the ground from behind the city's chinatown neighborhood knocking one out and uh Even this week, a 36-year-old Asian man in New York's Chinatown neighborhood was stabbed and taken to the hospital in critical condition. And I mean, and they are being charged with not only murder, but also hate crime. Do you think this is solely a a coronavirus thing? Or do you think that's just giving people who already had a negative sentiment a reason to lash out?
1: No, yeah, for sure. I feel like you're, you're completely right. I covid just gives people a reason to lash out and there definitely are underlying tendencies that people people have and then covid hits and it just ignited it and it's terrible it's honestly just terrible
0: i mean we saw with uh even former president donald trump uh he started calling the virus the chinese (laughs) virus and you know stuff like that uh do you think that that I feel like that evidently had an effect because, you know, when you word something so so judgmentally, it'll obviously get people thinking a certain way. And I've seen people argue by saying, oh, well, I mean, I mean, it was called the Spanish flu or this and that, which I mean, technically, the Spanish flu didn't even begin in Spain. But I, I just think wording like that is just begging for people to start developing some kind of a grudge against asian american people for for the the virus i mean even if the conspiracy is somehow true and it is just all this big thing that the the chinese government made why would that even be asian americans like problem or fault especially all of these all of the people being attacked aren't even chinese
1: they're not even chinese yeah
0: you're gonna be racist like come on at least
1: (laughs) Oh my God. It, 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 it was, it's ridiculous. Honestly, it's, it's for, for one, Trump said Chinese, Chinese virus. Right. And it has not been proven that the viruses came from China. That's the first thing, you know, it, it, he's spreading false news. Also
0: fake news, like
1: on top. Yeah. Fake news on top of, on, on top of, you know, racism too. Cause he has a big following. Like if, I would say he's a, he's a celebrity and you know, having such a big group of people listen to you talk and, and saying something that targeted towards a group of people, it's definitely going to ignite, you know, other people saying these things and turning into like a big tumble of, of, of racism. And it, I feel like it's also, you know, other people that have, have big followings, like mass media, how are they representing the Asian community when they're talking about COVID-19? is it slightly targeted? Is it slightly biased towards, you know, yeah, this is from China, or are they just sticking straight to the facts? You know,
0: I think it's such a simple, such a simple idea to just hear, take out their anger on, on Asian Americans. It's just, it's kind of sickening. I mean, it's, it's very sickening, especially seeing all the videos and seeing, I mean, it's not, it's not like these are rednecks either. These are urban people living in living in big cities throwing stuff and and just assaulting elderly asian people yeah. which i mean uh if i mean there it's almost always uh an elderly person because they're they're easy target and it's just tough to yeah. watch and i mean yeah it really
1: it's, is it, it's you know COVID's a, a really hard thing like it's it has affected a lot of people's lives for for almost a year you know a year, a year plus and it's easy to point fingers you know point fingers and, and say this is your fault the pointing and... fingers
0: is one thing though i mean the second it becomes this uh, violent act it's just i don't know it's yeah. tough to see what do you think there's there's anything they could what what could be done about this i mean other than finding these people and charging you know charging them with assault and whatnot attempted murder even for some of these the stabbing um i mean what it's could be hard done to say
1: it's 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 hard to say you know it to me, it's it's honestly just raising awareness so that more people know. And uh, I don't think change is going to be, it's going to happen as as quickly as we need it. So for future generations, I feel like it's, it's also education, you know, implementing a conversation about race early on in education. And I feel like this would be really beneficial because I actually had an incident about you know, race and and COVID at school, and it's, you know, early, early pandemic, March 2020, and uh, a teacher was handing out, uh, handing out worksheets, and, you know, I, I just came back from China over the winter break, and she was handing it out, and when, when she got to me, she kind of just took a step back, and she was like, you don't have it, right? And I was like, what? Have what? And she was like, "Oh, it's uh, better safe than sound." She kind of just threw the paper at me, and you know, I was I was at a state of shock. I was like, "I understand that you're scared, but why just me? Why 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 not just you know throw the papers at everyone?"
0: Did no, she know she did, did she know that. that you had you had visited China? Yeah, recently.
1: she did. I I I make it pretty public. that I like, hey, I'm going back to China. i I also like miss a couple days of school um so she would definitely know but it was it was it was a shock it was really I mean, shocking especially think, at school
0: do you think had it been a, a member of any other race who had just went to china yeah I, i'm just trying to see if this is more of like a racial thing or kind of just a just because it, you I went mean, to if china she, thing. if she knew you went yeah. there then i mean it, it kind of makes sense but that's still just a little insensitive like that's a, not a little, that's yeah. not a great comment to make to anyone
1: yeah. But, uh, and I also went in December and it was March. So like, oh, yeah. I, I understand she was scared. But Oh
0: yeah, I didn't even take that into you consideration, know, yeah. 3 months.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird.
0: I mean, were there could you think of any other any other instances of something um, similar to that? Any more uh, events?
1: It was I think uh, not really like personal experience, but I think it was just fear um it was maybe march may 2020 uh early pandemic and i didn't really have a grasp of how bad this pandemic was and i I asked my mom hey can we go to the grocery store it was like down down avenue and i I just wanted to get some food from a, a white grocery store and my mom was like no we're not going there we are not going there because it was like you know recently there was like a lot of news that was saying how um i don't want to like sound targeting but like white restaurants and right grocery stores they're um denying access to asians saying how you know you're you're infectious you're you're the reason why we're in this pandemic and it was a lot of hate and my mother was really scared of that and you know she's normally a very calm calculated person and that was the first time that she was scared genuinely scared because of of you know news going around that um asians were experiencing these violent acts and that scared me too because it's like why 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 like you know we're in the 21st century i don't i don't think i didn't think shit like this would happen
0: yeah i see what you mean yeah i saw it There's uh, just a lot of fear I don't know if it was last year or whatnot, but there was a, a university that announced that there, maybe it, they were, someone proposed it or if it's something they went through with. And I also just saw like polls going around on, on several places in the internet asking this question, which uh, like at first glance seems like a really dumb question. And I guess it kind of is a dumb question. Uh, the the thing they were proposing is that they, or maybe they did go through that. I mean, I really don't remember. Was that Asian people would no longer be considered people of color, like to their university? I guess when they're when they're taking in applicants, how do you what do you feel about that?
1: Um, I don't know. Like on what, like I don't know. Like why why aren't why aren't we person- of color? Like are we are we white? then I don't under I don't really understand that like I haven't read the news enough but what does that mean honestly like what does that mean in respect of, of Asians getting accepted into those universities what does that mean in respect to you know colored people going into universities? I don't understand what that means
0: like I, I guess you know? it's just you know because maybe they want to diversify or something so they have, some form of affirmative action where they're like, okay, we need to take in like 30% people of color or something like that, or something of that sort. And I guess that's the only sense for that would matter. But I mean, it got me thinking, because I guess maybe you don't hear enough about anti-Asian racist acts. I, guess, I mean, you mm-hmm. obviously do now, but at that point, that maybe it would spark some kind of mindset where Asians are, you know, and again we discussed that I, i'm not like a big fan of the term asian because it's so vague and also broad i mean asia is a it big... really is
1: yeah but and it's it's like you know um if they're really talking about like skin color which is which is not like something you should like talk about in in, in accepting universities like it should really be like intelligent like your your academics your your extracurriculars and stuff you, it should really be based off that but like if you're really talking about skin color asia is so huge that like you know there's like the philippines like they're asian too and there's like the middle east oh, wait no that's wrong but it, it's like it. asia is so diverse you know it's like i feel like people really just think of asia as japan china korea yeah and very very interesting like
0: I guess it's just it's just how colloquially the term is used. Like it, it's evolved mm-hmm. to become to just mean eastern, eastern and southeastern parts of Asia. I mean, yeah. anywhere past For I sure. guess like India. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I personally don't like the whole thinking about race at all. I, I've had this discussion with a friend who who thinks that universities shouldn't be colorblind and like they should be taking. They should be giving more opportunities to certain people, but I I very strongly still believe that it should just be based on, you know, qualifications. But I mean, moving on from that, it's just the the whole idea of separating Asians from um, the people of color group, I guess in a sense, is weird because often I hear people talk about racism and about power dynamic, and maybe they're implying that there isn't a power dynamic, but I mean, it's not like Asians weren't oppressed. I mean, even in America, with the whole the railroad, and I mean, it was borderline mm-hmm. slavery, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just, just it seems like an odd thing to want to take away from someone is the fact that they're they're from a minority group or
1: yeah. Um, fun fact: my great grandfather actually built the Canadian railway, and. It was like, oh, I think we learned something in, in history about head taxing. And th- we have a long, Asians have a long history of racism in, in North America. And I think it's just brushed over, you know? And that's probably why, you know, Asians are not categorized as, as colored. I think, way, I think in a crazy way, I
0: think a, in a disgusting way, it's just not as marketable. <laughs> You're, not, it, I don't
1: think you're wrong. It's not Shit, as easy like,
0: to sell to people. Yeah, which is wow, it's we, so. I don't know. It's that's just what we've become. I mean, I've, I've, I feel like I've been pretty yeah. outspoken about it. The whole mob mentality of the internet. I, I just at this point, people just pick and choose what matters. I wish. I mean, with everything, I wish that like, this was more talked about, or even. there's tons of issues i wish were more talked about but this one i mean just the fact that it's caught in like 4k like on people's camera phones like yeah seems makes it just that much worse i mean i wish i was seeing this everywhere instead of instead of so many posts about like semantics and how to how to, in terms of language be less racist like how about we also just spread this around as much as possible like people have to see this stuff and not even just this, I mean, whatever happens from now on, if we're going to have this cult mentality on the internet to make ever like, let everyone know about every, every hate crime or every issue, which isn't a bad thing. Like we have to reach people. We have to reach places such as this. I mean, I just think, yeah, it's, it sucks to see. And a lot of people seem to only care when it's, when it's their own, when it's their own, uh, own people having an issue. And I I know that sucks, but like, if you're gonna, if you have a problem with racism, it shouldn't matter who it's against. Like, if you have a problem with anti Semitism, this should be an issue for you. If you have a problem with anti Black racism, this should be an issue for you. Racism is racism. I, I just don't like picking and choosing who we're supporting. Yeah. But yeah, for, for
1: sure. You're, you're, you're very right. Like, racism is racism. And, you know, anti anti Asian might be different from anti Black, anti Indigenous it's it's different but it is still racism you know it might not be as violent now we're only seeing a couple incidents where where elderlies are being pushed or thrown or or stuff like that but it is still racism like i sorry yes
0: uh sorry killed i just wanted to add yeah
1: killed yeah killed and it is still racism and then i feel like if you're, you're definitely right if it's anti-Semitism and, and anti-black people like if you're supporting those groups and those ideologies I feel like anti-asian you're, you should also support movements that are, are stopping this anti-asian acts. and even
0: even the uh, uh, genocide happening in with the you know in China with the the Chinese Muslims I mean it's all just, the issue is the issue. It doesn't really matter who it's affecting, but that's pretty Mm -hmm. much all I have to say on it. I mean, uh, sometimes I feel like I didn't really get much of the immigrant experience. Like (laughs) it doesn't, I I don't feel as affected by it. So maybe things that you've seen or you felt, I don't feel as much just because I was like, I didn't, I didn't really, I don't really remember enough to, to notice a difference, but I just feel like with all immigrants and with all—I guess you're not even really an immigrant—with all, um, with all people who, with all people of color, it sucks to see stuff like this happen. I mean, that's not really a hot take, but yeah, I just wish there was there was more to do about it. And do do you think, honestly, once COVID ends, this is going this is going away?
1: Like the anti-Asian stuff? Yeah. Well, I feel like it will just give less. Like people will have less of a, a reason to attack Asians, but I feel like it would s- still be here because COVID affected a big part of people's lives, and you know, I feel like people who don't know better will still be like, "Oh yeah, like the Asians brought them here, like brought the the COVID here." You but made an interesting they won't be...
0: point about the, yeah? the British, the British strand.
1: Oh, oh my God, yeah. So it, isn't there like a a new mutation that's coming from the UK and yeah. and yeah and you you don't hear people you know pointing fingers at the british people and being like oh you're bringing here like the mutations the, the vaccines are not going to work like fuck you like I, honestly that's that's not what i'm saying like don't don't slam british people but it's yeah. it's it, you standard. know it's yeah all all i'm saying is how it's like you know british the brits are a very powerful uh like group of people so that's probably why like people aren't, aren't pointing fingers.
0: I mean, to be and, honest, it's, it's also like, I mean, it, it was probably not British people that brought it out. It's probably Canadians who went there and then brought it back. But I mean, if you're gonna, you know, have a problem with this, like I don't see people beating the shit out of people who go on vacation. I mean, how is that any better?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It, I don't know. People just like pointing fingers. I, I just feel like that's it. And it's, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that yeah,
0: there isn't really much more to be said. It's it's a problem with no no real. I mean, with with societal issues like this, there's really no one solution. There's really no one way mm-hmm. to end stuff like this. It's just it's good that as a a young a young group of people, we are learning more, so that we're kind of easing out the issues of the past, little by little, by just educating ourselves and being more, more
1: uh Educated, aware. yeah. Yes, definitely. And I feel like, you know, platforms like this, giving me the opportunity to, you know, sh- share my experience. You know, a kid that is living in, in Toronto, like a pretty good neighborhood that still experiences little incidents of, of racism. Even here, imagine how bad it is in other places you know, giving me the platform to speak up, I feel like that's that's great for other people to listen to. Thank you. It, it, yeah. Thank you I so mean, much. Why are you thanking me? <laughs>
0: well, thank you for pointing it out. You know, it's nice to hear. Yeah. And yeah. if anyone's listening great. to this and they think they have a, a unique perspective on something, you know, can come up and, and share it. Thank you, Chloe, for uh, joining me today. Uh, I mean, I no think... No
1: worries. It was great. Great, great. It was very chill. Yeah.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Tune in next time, whenever next time is. I've been really busy, but if, you know, next time happens, I hope you're here with me. So uh,
1: yeah, catch you guys next time.